welcome everyone to today's episode. Today, this episode specifically is a very, very heavy topic and I wanted to just warn you guys, trigger warning, to not listen to this episode around your children. I have my dear friends Jen and Alex here today to talk about the topic of human trafficking and these women are very passionate and knowledgeable on this topic and they have been learning more and getting educated very passionate about ending human trafficking and so we came together today as mothers as women who love Jesus and love our children to just educate you guys. I just recently got educated on this and I thought that in order for us to lead our ship well, we need to know these things as much as we do not want to hear it, don't want to see it and stick our heads in the sand. We have to face it head on and pray and know what to look for and how to really speak to our children on this topic. So this episode is full of education and different stories, um, what they have experienced. And so I hope that you guys find value in this like I have. girl who will speak life into you, that friend who won't let you live in your crap. I will push you, encourage you, call you out, and show you your God-given potential. I'm Meredith Franklin, a wife, mom, serial entrepreneur, network marketing, six-figure annual earner, and this podcast is packed with tips and tricks on all things faith, family, finances, business, mindset, and more. I will be sharing stories of real women who have overcome setbacks while pursuing their audacious goals. Get ready to be inspired and get into action. Welcome to the Lead Hership Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Hey, everybody. I am with my two beautiful friends, Alex and Jen, and we are just coming to share a pretty heavy topic, a topic that makes me super emotional and I'm going to try to keep it together during this whole time. And I just want to preface this with, you know, just possibly go into a space where your kids can't hear this or have your discretion after you listen to this episode, if you want your children to hear any of this, depending on their age and the maturity of them. But we are going to be talking about human trafficking and pedophilia. And my heart really for this is to help educate, to help just bring awareness to what's really going on and to help you as a mother or a father be able to see signs and talk to your child about what grooming looks like, which we'll get into in a minute. But I'm really excited to have my friends here because they are very passionate about this topic as well and bringing awareness and they have a lot of statistics and facts. And so I'm so excited and we prayed before this, but we'll definitely pray after this recording as well. So Jen, welcome. Alex, welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Yeah. So let's kind of just get started really where you both, why this is coming out now. Why now? Why are we all hearing about trafficking now? And what brought you and your soul into wanting to fight this? So I've been learning about human trafficking for probably a good 15 years. And I honestly initially thought it was a problem that wasn't here on American soil. I really did. And I was in an airport. I have two stories about an airport. One was on a military base and I was in a waiting area where they were waiting for space available. So what that means is that they can essentially fly standby in military aircrafts, right? And there was this older gentleman and he had this young Asian woman with him and I could tell very much that he was controlling her. But I kept telling myself, this is a military base. These things don't happen on military bases. And I continued to watch them and it was very obvious that he was either in control of her or in charge of her or some way, but I didn't know what to do. I didn't know. But I didn't act that day, but what that did is it got my eyes to open up to the fact that this is real and this is relevant and this is happening right in our front yard. 
So the other situation is that I started to get involved and I started to educate myself because I was realizing that this was happening in every single city. And my husband was driving in our suburban upscale neighborhood and there was a woman running down the street. She hardly had any clothes on. She was dirty. Her hair was matted. It was very obvious that she had been held captive. She didn't speak English well. She only knew a few words. And my husband knew to stop because we educated ourselves on what that looks like. And I thought about the woman that I had come across years before in an airport and she looked, she was put together, she was dressed very provocatively. So I didn't act that time, but how often would we see somebody running down the street that maybe looks like they're not taking care of themselves and write that off as they're using drugs or they're just crazy. Yeah. And my husband stopped, he got her in the car, he called the police and he rescued her out of that situation. And in that situation, she was being held captive by a family member, my husband, couldn't quite get all of the communication because she didn't speak English, but that was happening in our white suburban upscale neighborhood. Yeah. So that really opened our eyes, yeah. right? And then just this year, I was traveling through an airport and I came out of the bathroom and the bathroom opened up to an open common area. But to the left, there was a corridor and there was a family bathroom at the end. And I still believe that it was God. It was divine that I turned left. And I got about halfway down and I heard screaming and it was very violent and it was very obvious that there was a girl being sexually assaulted in that bathroom. And then I heard her go limp and I heard the attacker yelling at her and I was able to get a security guard and get them over there. And so what traffickers will often do is they'll isolate them, they'll assault them and then they'll shoot them full of drugs. And so I believe that's what I heard, but I was able to get the security guards over there in time so they couldn't take her. They'll target that area specifically because it's in San Antonio. They'll target that area specifically because young girls are going to basic training in that area. So no one will know that they're missing for quite some time. Mm. Yeah. So that's what really got me. And that just happened earlier this year. That was just in January or February of this year. Holy cow. So those are two airport instances, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And then Alex, you were mentioning, because like for me, I'm like, okay, I don't know. I feel like it was like way back when, like you hear some people get taken, but it's like not in, not on our soil. And right. I was living in San Diego. So I did hear of quite a few situations and stories, but like for me as an adult hearing those stories, not as a kid, like knowing to be careful or being aware. So you said that you had heard of some things even in Malibu. Oh yeah. So part of my awakening was I've known about this for I've known about trafficking for years. Again, living in Southern and growing up in Southern California, you think of it as like a south of the border problem, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. yeah. You never really expect it to hear about it so prevalently in your backyard. Mm -hmm. And during my wake up period, I came across Ted Gunderson and he was an FBI agent. And his story is incredible. You can actually look him up. He came across an entire network of child sex trafficking in Malibu. Malibu, of all places, at a daycare center. And part of his investigation, and you guys can look this up, it's called Educate Yourself, the Ted Gunderson Files. Part of his investigation was he found out that these kids were being dropped off. An affluent, very high-end neighborhood were being dropped off at this daycare center. There were tunnels underneath the daycare center. These kids were being trafficked for sex through the day and then sent home at night to their parents. Yeah, but they know nothing different but no, because... Yeah, and so they would say stuff and the parents would almost like, no, there's no way. That it's a great place. Like right, and this happens more often than not. And one thing that has been like an awakening for me since COVID started and we ended up with these shutdowns is I had an opportunity to really research and these stories are more apparent than not, unfortunately. Right. It's also up during this time. Since yeah, I the want shutdown to hear this happened, yeah. it's up anywhere between 5,000 and 10,000%. The demand for the it. The demand. Yeah. So explain what they're really looking for, what this trafficking really even means, and what 
is happening to the children, like right now, especially too, for it being an increase. So I'm reading from missingkids.org. This is the national, basically, hotline for exploited and missing children. And they have a whole thing on COVID-19 because it's so prevalent right now. And it says here, COVID-19 has presented challenges and opportunities in the fight against child sexual exploitation. In the first quarter of 2020, it's called NCMEC, became aware of predators openly discussing the pandemic as an opportunity to entice unsupervised children into producing sexually explicit material. At the same time, we experienced an explosion in reporting to our cyber tip line from both the public and electronic service providers, all while transitioning to telework environment. I couldn't be more proud of the staff here, and this is a Exploited Missing Kids Network, for demonstrating their ability to adapt and respond during this time. That's why it's being shed more light on. These guys are getting more brazen. Yeah, they're just yeah. openly doing openly. it. So explain some stats, Jen, on like what is going on and why right now, why COVID? Well, number one, I think it's important that we use the stat that According to OR, the Operation Underground Railroad, your child is 66,000 times more likely to be trafficked or groomed during this time than they are to die of COVID. More kids are on devices, parents are working from home, they're distracted, they're trying to keep their kids distracted, kids are bored, they are craving attention, they're craving outside connection, and so these things are happening at a greater rate. In addition to that, they have gotten so much more arrogant and brazen on social media. Absolutely, yeah. One of our missions on a council that we're a part of is to report these sites that are clearly advertising child pornography, pedophilia. that are selling children, that are glamorizing pedophilia. Mm -hmm. And we are reporting and we are reporting and reporting. And they're not getting shut down. No, like, it doesn't go against the their Instagram standards. standards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So and sick. I don't know if there's anything yeah. more heartbreaking than knowing that children are being raped. Yeah. And it's being exploited. Shown. And these pedophiles are celebrating the fact that they can do it right in public and yeah. they're not being shut down. Proud of it. And yeah. we all know like Pornhub is one of the main things yes. that we have to get it shut down. Now, here's something that I just want to share with you guys because some of you may be thinking, oh, my child is not on Instagram. My child's not on TikTok. They're too little. Right. Let me just give you an example of Minecraft and Roblox, two specific ones that young tiny children are playing but there's these chats and one particular example is my friend's daughter 13 year old and she's homeschooled so super innocent actually there's a six-year-old example of this and mm -hmm. a 13 year old so people whom I actually know and she was saying my daughter was just chatting and thought that this person was a young girl and the person was grooming, which will explain her getting her to be comfortable. They're talking for like three months. Mm -hmm. And the man, he is actually a man, was able to get her to say where she lived. Luckily, she didn't say her address, but she said whereabouts she lives. And that's when she ended up or her mom ended up finding it and talking to her and saying, oh, my gosh, you can't do this. These people lie to you. They're not actually children. Mm -hmm. Where we know now that pedophilia, they can say, well, but inside I'm a six-year-old girl, even right. though I'm a 50-year-old man. Yeah, right. that's another problem that we need to talk about here in a minute. But. Yeah. So those of you who have these online games where you think that your child is innocently, because they are so innocent, right. playing and chatting with these friends could actually be men. And this six-year-old girl, it was actually here in Idaho, she was saying he asked to see my chest or the mom's like reading right. the thing. Oh, this is the one you know personally. Yes. Yeah. And she's like, oh, because he'll pay her Roblox money. And she said, I'll show you my shoulder because she's a little girl. She doesn't know. And he's she like, no, I want to see this. And that's when the mom found all the things. Yeah. So according to missingkids.org, the online enticement reports from January 1st to January 30th. I'm going to read you 2019 first. 6,863 
online enticement reports in 2019, last year. This year, from January 1st to January 30th, it is up 93.33% for a total of 13,268 reports Right. in six months' time. It's crazy. Almost 93.5% increase. Yeah. And that's scary because the 2019 stats on how much child pornography is viewed, traded, and sold is 30 to 50 million files per day. And that's up right now by 93%. Yeah, 93%. So that is how common this problem is. That's how common the problem is. And for those of you who like, okay, we need a light at the end of the tunnel. We need some sort of help. There are quite a few things that you can do to protect your children because we understand that kids have phones or devices and we need our sanity too. And we let them use the devices, but you can get this. It's a year long. You can pay for the annual fee for Bark. And if you look it up, it's incredible. It's 5.2 million children protected, 16 school shootings prevented, 55,000 severe self-harm situations detected. Now, Bark, there's two different ones that you can grab. I would highly recommend the $100 annual fee because it will message you if anyone, oh, it's bark.us, sorry. So it will alert you if someone says anything about killing themselves or bullying or any type of grooming, it alerts the mom and then you have full control too to shut down whatever apps you want from your phone. So I highly recommend that. And then there was another one you said, Our Pact. Our Pact. It's an I don't app. think that one monitors quite as much as this one does, but that does allow you control into their phone. So even if they were to figure out how to change the password or something, if you had a relationship like that where that was a struggle, you can control a lot of things from your phone. But it isn't detecting as many things as this yeah. one is. Yeah, this one is super intense and it specifically tracks those type of conversations mm-hmm which we can't always be honestly like seeing every single, like I was telling her the other day, my son knows how to delete conversations. So if your child is on Um, it, they can, but bark will detect any of that. So yeah, it's so important because we have to let them have some level of independence, right? We can't hover for forever, but in this day and age with all of this going on, we have to. Vigilance yeah. is a must. It is. And honestly, and, they're so innocent. It's not like they know, right. they really. Know. And we want to protect them. So we're just trying to and help them. We want them that. to keep that innocence. Right. So this is a good way to allow that independent, the right. innocence, but be vigilant as a parent. Right. So why don't you kind of share? Because I think as graphic and disgusting as it is, what are we talking about here with the, the trafficking? With the child and, pornography. Yeah. So there's several ways that they can exploit the children. So we talked about the daycare where it's just happening during the day. Sometimes they're allowing whoever is in control of the child is allowing someone to come in and sexually abuse them and then send them right back to their parents. The option that unfortunately is becoming so much more common with our economy the way it is, but parents trafficking their own children. Mm -hmm. So selling their children for sex. Because they need the money, especially even now, or they really do not care for their child. This is the category that's up the most right now, which is terrifying. Yes. But then what they're doing is they're videotaping it and then they're exploiting it even further because then they can sell that for more of a profit. Right. And when I talk about rape, we're talking straight up penetration. We're talking torture. We're talking bestiality, sodomy, You name it, this is happening to these children. Mm -hmm. And it's awful to talk about. It's awful. We talked about this before we got on today. But if we have a hard time talking about it, like, don't we have a moral obligation to be rescuing these children that this is happening to, that are living through Well, we have a moral obligation to shed light on what is uncomfortable. Absolutely it is. But we are adults. And we are here to protect the weak and our children. Yeah. And if we can't speak about the horrific things that these children are actually enduring physically and mentally, mm-hmm. shame on us. Yeah. yeah. We have to be able to speak out against this and we have to be able to speak about uncomfortable things and hear the uncomfortable things. Well, yeah, because we're not going through it and we have to be a voice for them. And I know for myself, like we're a part of this Facebook group where we are reporting accounts and I physically can't. And Mm -hmm. 
So what can I do? Because I believe that there are people who have the grace to go rescue, who have the grace to go report these accounts. I've done a few accounts and it torments me. And Mm -hmm. I pray for each and every one of you who is reporting those accounts because, oh my gosh, kudos to you. I can be a voice. Mm -hmm. I can donate money. So find out what you can do. But I want to read this verse to you guys, Ephesians 5.11. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. And you guys, that's what we're trying to do here is just shed light on this and expose this sick darkness, which brings up truly what is trying to be or even is being passed in laws for the fact that pedophilia is now a sexual orientation. We can't, we cannot let this happen. That cannot happen. And it's terrifying to see how much of a movement this has like gained in the last couple of years because this kind of started in 2018 where there's a couple of things. Number one, they want pedophilia to be a sexual orientation so they can be seen as I'm just different and identify myself as this young boy or yeah, a child girl. Yeah, and that's the gender stuff where they're identifying as a child. Essentially, the culmination of what this is is they want laws changed so the age of consent can be lowered. To somewhere between three and eight is what they're going for. There's ridiculous statements such as if toddlers could express their sexualization, they would behave better. And a child at eight years old should be able to consent as if these children even know what sex is Mm -hmm. at this point. And the most terrifying part for me is there's people in our government official positions right now that believe in this. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. They're all for it Mm -hmm. and acting upon it. They believe that there's no proof that sex with a child harms them. And if I hadn't learned as much as I had this year, I wouldn't have paid any attention to this because I wouldn't have thought in a million years that this could pass. Like that's real. Yeah. However, once you start to dig into this horrific subject, you start to see how much it is being normalized everywhere we go Mm -hmm. in TV shows, in commercials, children are being sexualized everywhere. This morning I was texting with my son and I pulled up a GIF and I wanted to tell my son that I missed him. Oh gosh. I scrolled down a little bit and there was a GIF of a cartoon of a child watching an adult get dressed. Are you kidding me? No. I stared at it and then I walked over to Alex She's like, and is said, this what I'm seeing? Is this what I'm really seeing? Yeah. It is being normalized everywhere. They want you desensitized to this nature that they're trying to normalize just make it fine yeah it's fine it's normal so just like everything else that we are desensitized to this is one of those and to follow suit they're trying to bring it into the love is love mantra yes and as a mother absolutely as a father i don't know who's as a mother as a human Yeah, we have to be the voice for these children who do not have one. And the more that they are desensitized to this and it's in the Disney cartoons, they will then be groomed. This is a Mm -hmm. part of the grooming that it is okay. Right. Right. It's all okay. So I also, in my research, came across so many college campuses that it's part of their human sexuality curriculum to teach these 17, 18, 19-year-old kids that are in college how to give orgasms to babies. That's part of the college curriculum. They are trying to normalize it. San Diego State is one of them. And that's my alma mater and I just removed all my funding. Like I will never give a dime to them again. Yeah, it's happening in front of our faces. Exactly. My own sister-in-law, I feel compelled to tell this story. She had all kinds of things that they were trying to groom within their curriculum at this private upscale charter school. And she started looking at the books that were coming home because her son was starting to ask questions that were very confusing to her. Mm. Like, where are you hearing this? Yeah. And she started digging into the books. And then when she confronted the teachers and the school board, they treated her like she was the one that was wrong. Right. Of course they did. Yeah. And so she had to pull her children out of that school because they were being desensitized to these adult-child relationships and just yeah. things that our kids don't need to know about. We need to keep that Sub- in the They don't need to be a subject. But here's one thing that I do think needs to 
that we need to teach our children. Because these predators are so good at manipulation. Yes, yes. It's an art. You need to teach your child the proper anatomical words. Yes. For private parts. Yes, absolutely. You have to. You cannot call them kitties or cookies or, or monkey or, or whatever, whatever the case might be. Yes. You cannot have a nickname for it. Yes. You have to use the proper yes. meta, like anatomical name for it. Absolutely. Because these predators mm. are using the nicknames to groom entice them, yeah. and entice them. Yeah. And so like if a little girl is like, yeah, he was touching my kitty. Like yeah. he was touching my then cookie. Even and as like a mom, yeah, you like don't really like, know. You're like you don't have a kitty. And yeah. it's like, no, yeah, it's totally petty. That because that's what they will say. Yes. They will use those words against your children. Yeah. So please use proper anatomical terms. Yes. And so Jen, I don't actually know Alex if you've done this, but you took a course in our mm-hmm. so our, yeah. O U R. So under Operation. Operation. Our, our Underground Railroad. Yes. So it's Operation Underground Railroad. And so tell us about that. So anybody can take the training. It's about an hour long. And like I said, I had been doing training through other entities for years. But when I took this training, it was the best and the most mm. thorough training that I've done. Who started that? Tim Ballard founded this Operation Underground Railroad because he used to work for the CIA CIA and the Office of Homeland Security. And he was bound by so many government restrictions Mm. when rescuing these children. And so he left to start his own organization Mm -hmm. and he has rescued over 4,000 kids. I think they just hit 4,000, right? They did. It was just this week that they hit 4,000. And they have one of the best and most comprehensive trainings and they also have so much education. Out and they have there. a documentary right now on Prime. They do. Yeah. And I would highly recommend viewing that if you want to be more educated. God love Jim Caviezel for playing him. <laughs> it's hard to watch. It's hard to see. But what we're trying to do today is just really inspire you to get involved in the way that you can. Mm-hmm. Right? Meredith talked about how it's hard for her to go report some of those accounts. I really have to just cover myself in the armor of God before I can do it. I can. But I feel like my mission is to be the voice. Yeah. But some people just right. need to go out and educate themselves. Yeah. And so they can have... spot that girl who's yeah. running. Like I said, my husband and I both have been in multiple situations where we've been it's able crazy. to intervene. Just walking around in our daily lives. We yeah. weren't looking for these situations. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And so we all can do something. Yeah. Right. And maybe... Your heart hasn't been prepared. God's been preparing my heart for this for years. So mm-hmm. I feel like I have the armor of God on, mm-hmm. but Same. maybe you're not there yet. Right. So you can donate to these organizations. Yeah. You can report things that you see that are off, right? Maybe mm-hmm. you're wrong. I was on a trip during the quarantine with my family and I noticed a house that had a lot of male visitors, a lot. Mm. And I still don't know to this day if something was going on at that house or not. Mm. But you know what? I reported it because yeah. I am never right. going to stand by like I did yeah. that first time in that airport when I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Like, I am never going to let that happen again. Yeah. Like, well, and another thing to be aware of with this is we were talking about the families who traffic their own children out, right. which is just so foul. Oh my, God. my mind boggles. Mm. But these families move often. Right. They move about once a year. And so if your child ends up with a friend mm. and who had just moved to your school, it's like their eighth school and they're eight years old, whatever the case might be. And they're not in the military. And, right. And they're not in the military. That is something to be aware of. Mm. Just to be aware or of Or as it. a teacher to meet that right. child. I bet and teachers see a lot of stuff. I was a long-term substitute back in California for one year and... I can't believe the things I saw in that one year. I believe it. Well, even being at a park, the very first time I moved to San Diego, I witnessed a young boy taking pictures of girls, little girls at the park. But he was 19. He was 19. Young boy meaning 19. Right, exactly. I just knew the situation was off and I was not about to watch this happen. And so I went over to him, took his camera. Sure enough, it was young girls, little, like three to nine and, and I, we understand you can't go out and just grab somebody's Yeah, phone. that's illegal. <laughs> and the cop told me I would have been arrested. I'm like, this is injustice right here because they let the guy go. And that's not illegal to mm-hmm. take photos of little girls, little boys, whoever. In public. In public. They can have it set up in your bedroom, pointing into someone else's bedroom. Totally legal. 
So just be aware and have your kids be aware. But I wanted to talk about what, so we can donate to places that are local to you. Mm -hmm. I just was Googling and I found some websites for Idaho. I saw some websites for San Diego. So find yours in your area. You have some, Mm -hmm. don't you? I think you guys mentioned. Yeah, we have multiple. Yeah. Yeah. So do that. But I wanted to give moms some more tools really quickly and to educate on hashtags. Oh, yes. So specifically, the hashtags, why don't you say the ones and what they mean for Pizzagate? We'll do those ones. Oh, yeah. So So the code words. The code words. These are things to look at in social media, in text messages. The FBI has identified certain code words that pedophiles will use in the sale and trafficking of children. Right. So the code words are for a boy, the word is hot dog. And we're talking young boy. Not like, right. Anyways, pizza Sorry. is a girl. Cheese pizza is a little girl, meaning like zero. Yeah, like anywhere from zero to five. Pasta is a little boy again, so they can identify if they want like pubescent, prepubescent, or right. basically infant and toddler. Ice cream is the code word for a male prostitute. Walnut is a person of color because in the trafficking world. For whatever reason, when you are of dark skin, you are seen of higher value. So you're more profitable to traffic. The darker the skin, the better to these people, which is terrifying. Especially if you have children of color. Yeah. You need to be even more vigilant. Map is semen. And then sauce is orgy. So for instance, sometimes when we're reporting these accounts... In the headline, it will say, like, I love cheese pizza. I love to put my map on cheese pizza. I really like sauce on my cheese pizza. Or my hot dog or whatever. Right. And so that's how we'll know and the FBI can identify. To the uneducated person, that might just look like nonsense. A weird, hungry person. Right. But when you understand what they're saying, then you can identify. And so then you can report those two. The ICAC, which is the Internet Crimes Against Children, is a great place. They will start tracking all of the activity on those accounts so Mm -hmm. they're able to hopefully get a hold of them. And then I know you have some other things. But really quick with saying that, let's just say you are helping report these accounts on Instagram and looking at those hashtags Seriously, right. pray over yourself. You guys, this is not stuff that's easy to see. And then reporting them. And unfortunately, Instagram says this doesn't go against our guidelines. If it gets enough reports, they will shut them down. And I was telling the girls earlier with what Alex is going to share in a minute, they'll get smart and they'll change their hashtags. They'll change what they say. Like yeah. right. we know it's coming, but just for you to be alert. And if your child is older, making them aware of it, but go ahead and right. share these hashtags. So we want you guys to stop using hashtags altogether. Just completely. Just, Just stop, stop using them. Stop using them. This is no longer a place to get popular to build a business. This is no longer a place, especially if you have children. Yeah. Like, Unless you don't have like, an account with children on it. And even still then, I feel like it's just not safe. Uh, yeah. So anyways, potty training. These are hashtags that pedophiles follow, track. Yeah. They follow them. They track them. And then take the photos. They're trolls. They are... Oh gosh, they're just full-blown predators and they will follow you. Yeah. Potty training, bath time, naked kids, kids bath time, bikini kids, potty seat, toddler bikini, toilet training, naked child, potty pants, kids shower. These are just a few of the hashtags that are majorly tracked by pedophiles. Yes. And so just to be like aware, and I was telling them, I'm like, let's just end hashtags completely because that's just a way for them to find whatever they want to find. So like I said, I made my account private and I just urge you, I understand follows and likes and people are building businesses on these platforms and I get it. But when your children are on the platform, just to protect them, I just highly recommend going private if you can, or just yeah. maybe getting rid of all of the photos, which I didn't want to do of your children that right. are on there. So yeah, anything that you wanted to add to that, I was going to mention. Another way you can be helpful if some of the things we haven't mentioned are for you. What you can do is you can let your senators and your congressmen know how you feel yeah. about all of this situation. Yeah. 
we'll add a lot of these resources in the notes, but I want to identify that if you go to the website govtrack.us, you can click on every single one of your congressmen members and senators, and you can send them a letter and send them a letter exactly how you feel about the social media sites allowing this to continue because it's just not okay. In the last year, they've actually loosened the reins on both Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, so all three of those, on what they allow in terms of the sexualization of children. Mm-hmm. And TikTok is just completely... Oh, gosh, I would never let... Yeah. I, I won't even go on TikTok. Yeah, I've never been on TikTok. Delete it if you have it. Yeah, I've never been on Snapchat. Pedophiles. I've never been on TikTok. Yeah, uh, Snapchat as well. They're all pedophile cesspools, especially Snapchat. It just goes away right away. Right. But... Write to your senators and congressmen and tell them exactly how you are feeling that these laws are not being upheld. Like, we need to protect our children. We need to change legislation. Yeah. Yes. Girls who have finally been able to stand up for themselves and basically either kill their captors. Yeah, their trafficker or their captor or their whoever's raping them or mutilating them. Those poor girls are being tried in court for a first-degree murder. Yeah. Yeah. And not for committing self-defense. Yeah. Legislation needs to change to protect all aspects of our women, men, children, babies, anyone who has been in a trafficking situation. Absolutely. And know that most trafficking situations do involve sex trafficking, all of it, most of it, and organ harvesting and drugs, everything. Yeah. So we have to protect them through legislation. Yeah. Anymore. So please write to your... If that's all you can do, right. for sure. Use your platform, though, especially if you are influencer. Use your platform. Use your voice. Educate. Because I'm so thankful for others doing the same because I wouldn't know what I know today. So a few things that you can possibly educate your child on are eight ways or a few ways that the predator will groom your child. So one, a predator might pay special attention to a child and make him or her feel special. A predator might isolate your child by involving him or her in a fun activity that require them to be alone together. A predator might touch your child in the presence of you so that he or she thinks that you're comfortable with her being touched or him being touched. Keep in mind that the first physical contact between a predator and his or her victim is often non-sexual and designed to desensitize the child. A predator might take advantage of your child's natural curiosity about sex by telling dirty jokes, showing him or her pornography by playing sexual games. A predator may offer to play games by treats for the young children. A predator might present himself as a sympathetic listener when parents, friends, and others disappoint a child. So if you're not necessarily listening to your child, they will seek out someone to do that. And if this person is a great listener, that's where that'll happen. A predator might eventually treat the child victim as a co-conspirator in the relationship. So remember... Begin talking with your child about sex and anatomy at a very early age. And I have a few books that I just shared with the girls that I will mention. But it says, like, if you think that you're taking away the innocence of a child, that is false. It is all anatomy. It's all science. There's no reason for you to feel weird. And if you think it may be the right time, it's probably too late is what the book actually says. So they will hear it from their friend or something or a family member, or a predator. Teach your child that any physical contact between child and adult is something to be wary of and questioned. And I have had this conversation with my children about doctors, Mm -hmm. that mom will always be in the room. It's never okay. And right now, doctors are being just questioned and Mm -hmm. sick. Teach your child to recognize grooming behavior. Let your children know that they always come to you and trust you for concerns. Now, this is something that I think is important to have an open conversation relationship with your child that they will not be punished for coming to you to talk about something. I think that that's really important. Never blindly surrender responsibility for your children without question as you as the parent should know your child's teachers, daycare providers, coaches, and any other adults in their lives. Be aware of what apps your children are using, monitor their online activity, and obviously searching for gifts. Like, come on. Visit schools and practices unannounced and always ask questions. So one book reference that I want to mention, and I'll mention the other ones, but that I read to my son and I will be reading to my daughter is called 
good pictures, bad pictures. It's a really easy 45 minute read. It's a mother speaking to her son and asking, just talking about pornography. It has facts, real facts about what happens to your brain, the chemicals that happen to your brain, why you want to alert anyone, especially mom, dad, I've seen pornography, making it a word to not be scared of and to say, that's pornography. So mm -hmm. to teach the brain, that's wrong, I won't look at it. And it explains very, in very, like a ton of detail of why it is dangerous and why you should alert a parent. So it has an opportunity to ask, mm -hmm. have you ever seen anything like this? And then they can share. And so I just highly recommend that book that's on Amazon. And then the talk. So this one's seven biblical lessons to make sense of puberty changes, relationships, 11 lessons to give kids greater understanding of biblical sexuality. This one, I would say it does have abuse in it too. So definitely like read it before you read to your child. And then seven lessons to introduce your child to biblical sexuality. That's the one that I've read first. And I haven't read the other ones yet, but they are coming because changes are happening to people's bodies. Mm -hmm. So that's just a few resources. Are there any other resources you guys wanted to share? No, I just think that let's make the connection. So porn we know is a gateway into pedophilia, mm -hmm. right? Because people start looking at porn. If they're exposed at a young age, they're way more likely to develop an addiction like anything else. And then they start seeking out more and more adrenaline hits. So they get into deeper types of porn, torture, rape, than the raping of children. And that is a gateway into yeah. pedophilia. Yeah. It's desensitization. Yeah. Desensitized. I can't. I don't even know. Desensitizing your brain. I don't know. Whatever. So that's why we are so adamant about educating your children about porn, because yeah. we know the younger they're exposed, mm -hmm. the more mm -hmm. likely they are to continue to seek that out. Mm -hmm. The more they seek that out, the more adrenaline hits they're looking for. And those are the people that become the child rapists. That is where this entire problem is fueled from mm -hmm. is the demand. It's the demand. We want to bring the traffickers all the time, which absolutely they are to blame. But if the demand wasn't there, the traffickers would be out of a job. The wow. traffickers are opportunists. They're yeah. looking to make a buck. Yeah, right. It's the demand of, exactly. I mean, that is where truly this problem lies. Yeah, to bring it down Pornhub immediately. Yeah. We have to bring down the want and the demand of wanting to harm our children. Yeah. Right? We have to address that. Yeah. And to make our kids aware of their surroundings, I think it's important not right. to put fear in them. I think that that's, I have really had a lot of fear just in this past time, just right. what I've been right. seeing and just knowing that God is bigger than that and that we have to tell our kids we are putting all of our hope and all of our trust in God, but just to be a smart person when you're out and about. Especially mm -hmm. with all the mask wearing. Like yes. That's super important. Come to be on. able to recognize people. Yes. As well, if everybody's wearing masks, so we yes. need to be alert and aware. And Even further, you have to look at people in the eyes. Yes. You have well, to look at everybody around you. And mm -hmm. just to be aware, I mean, there's so many stories and things that my girlfriend, Christina, has experienced something in the broad daylight with both of her kids, with people around and no one helping. And so here's something that I did hear from another mom. She's like, well, we've always taught our children like if there's an elderly woman or someone who needs help or like maybe even a child in a right. store who may need help, always say, let me go grab someone. I'm going to go get someone because they may be a tool. tool. And I just don't want to scare you guys and put fear in you, but there are tactics that this is actually happening. Right. So just be aware of where you are in your surroundings and don't, like Christina would tell you, do not linger, leave. Just do not linger. Lock your doors get and leave. Get in your car. Lock your doors. Start it up. Get out. Don't scroll on your phone. Just leave. There's another tactic that they use where they put zip ties on the windshield wipers. Right. So then when you get out to try to get them loose, that's when they'll attack mm. you in parking lots. So yeah. women need to be aware of that as well. Just mm -hmm. what to look for. Just leave. Just yeah. leave with them on. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can Just take leave. care of it at home. Yeah. So I honestly hope that this is helpful in bringing things to light that... Maybe you didn't even know half the stuff. I mean, I didn't know any of this. And during this time, it's getting increasingly worse because of 
technology these days. So I'm getting Bark today. We will be hooking that up. I want my children to be able to have a device at times for their own safety, for sure. and right. but be able to trust that they are protected. So I hope that this was helpful. Any last words that you guys want to share to these women who are seeking to lead their lives well? Yeah. So the question I get asked most often is, why am I not seeing this in the media? Mm. I would respond to you that I would start doing some digging. That the Operation Underground Railroad is a great place to start. They have several documentaries on that. We'll also put some more resources on the The show, show notes. But you guys... There's no reason that it should not be in the media. It should be front and center, and it's not. It's very telling. It's very telling, and I really encourage you to go find out for yourself why that is. Yes. Yeah, I would have to agree with that, especially, I mean, we are shown so every day COVID numbers are thrown in our face. Right. And what would happen if we had missing children numbers thrown in our face? You guys... Over 800,000 children in the U.S. alone go missing per year. That is 2,200 children per day. That was last year. That was last year. So it's yeah. going to be like triple this year. Eight Over 800,000 in 2019. And Whoa. if you have and been paying attention to the media, all of the missing kids that have happened within the last few months, that's not a coincidence. It's yeah. not. And then how much money? So- Wasn't it one billion? It's into the billions. Yeah. So a drug dealer makes money one time off of the sale of, say, a gram of Coke. A trafficker makes 50 transactions per day on one child, on one woman, on one young kid, a man, a boy. It's a good stat. The average child that's trafficked, that's held captive, is violated between 10 and 50 times per day. And then they often videotape it. So they can sell it again and again and again. It is a huge moneymaker. We are just called to save the orphans and the widowed. Like we are called as Christians, as believers, followers of Christ to save the orphans and these widowed women. If you don't mind, I'd like to read a verse. Yes, please. So Matthew 18, 6 Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Mm. Woe to the world because of offenses, for offenses must come, but woe to that man by whom the offensive comes. So we are, we are supposed to protect the weak and our children, and we are supposed to be voices for them. And God says, this is not okay. Mm-hmm. And us as Christians, we cannot be stand docile by. little lambs and just stand by. Or put our head in the sand exactly. and not do anything. Once you know it. Once you know it, you've got to become a lion. Yep. And you need your voice to be known. And you need to be vigilant and watch out for these scenarios that are literally happening underneath our noses. In our backyard, yep. Put on the full armor of God. Absolutely. One thing that helped me was I started doing a lot more devotions. I really had to dig into just daily reading Mm -hmm. in the morning and at night. Yeah. And and worship. Oh, yeah. And I'm just putting on some worship music and rocking out and or just even being quiet and on my knees praying. Yeah. That has really helped me be able to dig in as much as I have to voice out as much as I have. So I try and hit about five to 10 accounts on Instagram and report them. And it is, it's very disheartening when you immediately get back the message saying that. It's instantly. It's instant. So I started actually reporting them as spam. So I don't know if that helps or not, but just doing those things, I've had to really cover myself in the Holy Spirit and just like really give it to God and to really just dig down on my knees and pray. And that is the only reason I've been able to voice out as much as I have. Yeah. So Same. Jen, share with us, because you have a meditation that you yeah. have. Why don't you tell them where it's at? Yeah. So I did a prayer. It's actually started for my kids. I would pray over my kids every night, both of my kids struggle with sleeping. So I'd pray over my kids every night and just clear them and just put on the armor of God. And so I recorded it because I can't always be with them every single night. I travel for my job and different things. And so I recorded it and put it on insight timer. And then I was like, why don't I do one of these for adults? Right? Like 
here's a way, especially if you don't know the Holy Spirit, if you're not used to like soaking in Jesus's Holy Spirit, here's a way to guide you through. And so if you go to Insight Timer and you look up Soaking in the Savior, it's just like a nine minute prayer meditation where you can just really wash like the blood of Jesus over you and just be protected. And so sometimes when you can't find the words, it's so refreshing when somebody else can mm-hmm. speak those over, over you. Over you, yeah. And so I highly right. recommend that you so use Insight it. So Insight Timer, that's an app? Insight Timer is an app. Yes, thank okay. you. It's a meditation app, but I'm one of the only Christian authors on there. So if you put in Soaking in the Savior, you can easily find me. And I would just be honored if you'd use that because the Lord has blessed me with the opportunity to get to do that. Yeah, that's amazing. And we put on worship music during nighttime because the kids thoughts and whatever. So we just whole house, just have an atmosphere of that. I want to pray for everybody listening because I know this was super heavy and we didn't even talk about other stuff. There are symbols and things you can Google if you'd like, but we can um, talk about this for hours. Right. But today is a day to rise up, right? So it's July 30th. Yes. And today we are going to our capital as our, I think everyone in every state to protest to save the children. It's World Trafficking Awareness Day. Yes. And so we wear blue and we are going to fight for our kids. So we encourage you to write to your governor, legislators, whatever, and stand up Rise for up. these kids yep. who cannot. So Jesus, thank you so much for just this time. Lord, we know you are the God of the world and that you are the one on the throne. Lord, you are bringing the light to the darkness and we know your heart is for these children. And we just ask that you open the ears to everyone who listened to this and really awaken their spirit to shake them, to take action and step up and roar for these children who cannot to save them, Lord Jesus. We just ask for a covering over everyone who listened to this, protection for their children, for our children, as we fight against pedophilia and trafficking, Lord. We love you and we just ask this to glorify your kingdom in Jesus' name. If you enjoyed this podcast, let us know. I love hearing from you guys. Tag me on Instagram and make sure you subscribe and leave me a review and tell us what you loved most about this podcast. Don't forget to send this episode to someone in your life who you know needs to hear this message. I love adding value to all of you. So thank you so much for listening and sharing. It means the world to me.